All right. Hey, how you guys doing? My name is Harry the Big Dog. This is the DJ interview and welcome to the first, the first, the very, very first uh, episode of it. And one of the reasons why I wanted to do this is because June is National DJ and Music Month. So we have a lot going on in the world right now. And I just wanted to take you on this journey and, and experience another DJ from their point of view and their views and just take you on a journey and get you off of this planet for 30 minutes to an hour. So let me bring in my first guest. My first guest, his name is Gary Anderson, AKA DJ Mr. Anderson. And he is representing New Rochelle. What's up, DJ Mr. Anderson? What's up, Harry? I'm good. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> All things considered. I see you got your DJ stuff in the background. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all the I, I, I got my DJ set up too. <laughs> I got my DJ shirt on. And I got right. my hair to match my shirt. I ordered a nice DJ sweatshirt from Wish. It was supposed to have been here already, but it's Wish. So you, <laughs> you never know when it's going to show up. You never know. You never know. <laughs> so, Gary, DJ Mr. Anderson, mm-hmm. when did you get this this bug to DJ, this, this urge to pick up two turntables and and do your thing. Uh, actually, it was like in, in second stages, really. Um, as a kid, growing up, we grew up at Eden World Projects, built eleven fifty nine together. Yes, we did. And um, you know, you know how it was back. You know, there was always DJs out in the park, and so you know that peaked. You know, peaked my interest. Right. When I moved to New Rochelle, there were um, um, as a teenager, kids on my block started getting DJ equipment. Besides going to parties and things like that, seeing the DJs. And um, so I ended up getting some equipment. And I'm, I, it was just for home you know, and kids in the neighborhood. You know, what, I had no desire to do parties first, or anything. What was your first setup, your DJ setup? Oh, man. It was some um, some no-name mixer and some no-name turntables. and <laughs> But it worked. You know? I think that's how so everybody I, started I, off. <laughs> <laughs> so but they, they worked. You know, I, I had to put, you know, um, um, coins on the needles and stuff, you know, <laughs> so it wouldn't skip. <laughs> <laughs> what type of um, amp speakers? Yeah, um, house amp, you know, some of my old dad stuff. Okay. You know, something spectacular, you know. So, it was something just for me to play around at home. <laughs> so at what point did you go semi-professional? Meaning you got some real DJ equipment, maybe 1200s, maybe Geminis, maybe you know, uh, a Gemini mixer or better? No, I've never had any of that. Really? I didn't, um, I was playing around years, uh, like 2003. I'm playing, I'm looking for, actually looking for um, a beat making program. And I came across a DJ program. What What was so, it? Um, virtual DJ. Virtual DJ. Mm-hmm. And it was free. So I started playing around with that. And then I came across the, um, the controllers. 
I'm like, wow, okay, well, this is, you know, a lot easier than working with turntables and things like that. I could afford a controller. You know, <laughs> at the time, I was a single father and, you know, so. So, um, so you started off with a controller. You, even though we grew up way back when, mm-hmm. you never had the, 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 the real record experience. From back in the 80s, yes. Okay. I remember going to Paul's record. I remember going down to um, what was it on um, JNR Music World, your stuff, uh-huh. and you know, um, <laughs> um, Paul's record hut here in New Rochelle, and yeah. so I had the record experience, but not professionally. I'm, I'm, I'm having one while we're talking. Hey, it's that time of day. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> so, um, more about the virtual DJ and the people that do Serato, they they'll hate on you. I know they they uh, drop dead Serato users. Mm-hmm. So why virtual DJ? Um, like I said, that was the first one I came across, and then when I bought a controller, it came with Serato, the LE version, and um, I just thought that the virtual DJ was just so much easier to use. I could I could read the music better, you know, on the uh, on little graphs, right? I read the music better, so I knew you know, I didn't have to look down or even use my headphones. I can look at it and see when the Stop, you know, play with the record, you know, pull it back. It was just easier for me. And I could also find my music better. I just type, type it right in and boom, the song pops up. <laughs> and then, um, so my friends now, they, they, they go to use the Serato. They type, you know, I type in the song and nothing comes up. Right. But everything in my category comes, in my catalog, comes up in the um, virtual DJ. Nice. It'll pop up. So this was back in 2003. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple years later, um, like I said, I just had the controller, you know, and just using the laptop speaker. Okay. Speakers. And um, a friend of mine out of the blue just hit me up on Facebook. And uh, he was also using virtual DJ. And he was in, um, you know, known DJ. He was DJ for years since high school. Right. You know, so um, he said, we should hook up. And he came over, you know, started sharing music and things like that. And um, he said, I got a uh, party this weekend at a barbecue. That was the first time I ever DJed for money. And, uh, <laughs> so that was the first time you were a professional. After that, yes. <laughs> you, when you get paid, you're a professional now. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we did that party. And I said, well, I have friends that run an Elks Lodge. Mm-hmm. From the Elks Lodge, we went to the Elks Lodge in one city. And then that spread to other cities and other cities. And, um, you know, from Elks Lodges to Mason's parties and, you know, from there to private parties and then, um, then you know, the clubs and, you know, local clubs, things like that. Like, I'm, I'm very local. <laughs> and, and, and that, that's, international, I'm just local. <laughs> that was one of the things that that was interest to me, that you are you just stayed local. A lot of the DJs I talked to, they, you know, I, I was just talking to one of about a half an hour ago and and he's been to Dubai and and Hawaii and all these places you know you're talking about two different ends of the earth mm-hmm. and you you were telling me that you mainly just stayed local well it's, the thing is, like I said I was a single father mm, my son okay. was in the Marines about four and a half years ago so as a single dad being protective I was didn't want to you know I couldn't go too far you know, so I, I had to be home. So right. um, he left four and a half years ago. I started, you know, venturing out a little more. And I've been out to the tip of Long Island and, you know, out to Jersey and 
you know, spending the night out. You know, I, I wasn't worried about my son. You know, my daughter were older. So um, I just started really, the last four and a half years, really expanding a little bit, you know. Expanding out your local area? Or? Yeah, right. You know, I say okay. I've, been out, I've been out to Montauk and the Hamptons and Jersey and Okay, so surrounding areas, you're not just uh, staying yeah, I'm not in the no. <laughs> now. So let me let me ask you this: How did you get your DJ name? Um, the Matrix. <laughs> Anderson. I, I kind of do that, but. <laughs> <laughs> and I, there was there's a, there was a sample on YouTube, and he had to say Mr. Anderson. Mr. I said that'd be kind of cool. So um, I started using going by Mr. Anderson. <laughs> Did any guy, anybody give you any slack for it? No, actually, they yell when they seem to go, Mr. Anderson now. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this. What type of what type of music do you play? First of all, this is like a three part question. What uh, type of music do you play when you're at your parties? Are you one of them DJs that go with the flow or are you a specialty? You only play one type of music? I read the crowd. Um, I, I've done um, bars that you know that weren't urban bars, you know. So um, I've played rock music. I, you know, um, freestyle. Um, you know, but for the most part, you know, it's hip hop and R and B. And um, I love when I get an older crowd, I get a little old school house. Right. I, I, I read the crowd. I'll play whatever the crowd wants to hear to enjoy themselves. And that's also why I think I've been successful in the area because only do I play. Music from our era, right? Our, our parents' era, and our kids' era. Seventies, eighties, nineties. From the, I played from the fifties on up. Okay. You know, so um, all the way to today. You know, and um, that's one of the reasons why I've been successful in the area because they most a lot of DJs around only play to one age age group. Right. And I'm able to hit all the age groups because you know coming up in Edenwall. We, you know, my parents listened, played so much. I didn't realize I retained so much of that music. Right. And, um, you know, just, you know, remember this, this playing the playing little radios out in the benches and stuff. Yep. And we were blasting from, you know, I, I retained so much of that old music. I couldn't believe how much I remember. Right. So, basketball court. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, I, you know, from that era, you know, I'm from the 70s is probably my favorite era to play. Um, this 70s. Disco to R and B, you know, Earth Wind and Fire, um, 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 you know, so many artists, you know. Earth Wind and Fire is my favorite favorite band of all time. Roger that. Did you ever go see them? Live? And then you know, as as it within the hip hop, you know that that early stuff. I have so much of that, and um, when I get a chance to when I get a chance to play it for an old school crew, they really enjoy it. <laughs> you know, I go back to the Cold Crush and all them guys, you know. Oh, let me let me show you something. Let me go in my goodie bag. Memories. Oh yeah. <laughs> A lot of people only seen these these things on uh, MP3 or, or yeah, little, like little picture so. <laughs> They haven't seen it in like a real record, twelve inch form. Mm -hmm. So, what type of music do you listen to when nobody's around? Break beats. <laughs> I'll, sit there for, I'll, sit, I'll sit there and just just playing around myself for hours, you know, just 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 cutting and scratching and playing with them, you know. Um, I listen a little bit of everything. I'm not too much into the new music, 
Right. I play it. I'm, I'm, I've developed an ear for it. Um, I like some of the newer songs. They got that bass in it. And I like the bass. But, um, you know, if anything from the early 2000s back to the 70s, I'll, you know, I'll sit there and just relax. You know, I have it in my car. You know, um, that's that's my that's my whole era from the seventies right. up, they up to, to up to the early two thousands. <laughs> hey, everybody that's watching, if if you old school, type old school in the chat. If you new school, type new school. So, um, <laughs> and this is the third part of that three part question: What type of music do you listen to that people would be surprised you listen to? Probably freestyle. Freestyle. Yeah, you know, I'm, from, I'm from the Bronx. TKA. <laughs> I have some I have some half Puerto Rican cousins. My kids are half Puerto Rican. So I've, I've been exposed to the culture, you know? Who, who, what artists? Um, one of my favorite songs is um, um, Summertime. Take me, take me to the water. <laughs> you know, um, cool. there's this a few songs. Mm -hmm. I would say I'm a big freestyle fan. Just a couple of songs. Um, I try to I try to listen to uh, some EDM. I like some of the beats so they get to that crazy break when they, uh, you know what I mean? They do, they do like EDM remixes, uh huh, songs or hip hop songs. They'll sound pretty good. So it gets to that crazy arm EDM part. That's why uh, I can't play that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's out of your range, right? Yeah, just you know, it's, it just takes it too far out of what you know R and B or hip hop is. You know, it's too too EDM ish. So what what year did you say your um your first paying gig was? Uh, probably about 2007. And how long after that uh before that you was playing free from, from um, uh, you said you got into it about 2003. Right. Um no, just just, just playing you know, for myself. Okay. Uh, I, I so your, your actual first paying gig was the first thing you've done? Yeah. <laughs> wow. No, no, no. I did my dad's party. Okay. <laughs> dad's party. I played there. No, no. Actually, that came afterwards. Yeah, that was the first thing I did, yeah. Man. <laughs> that was the first thing I did. You no, know, most of us, we, uh, we, we was out there for about two, three, four years. Of mm -hmm. for people for free, playing in a building, playing in somebody's house. Uh, if, if we ever got to a house, we go in right. the yard. <laughs> yeah, somebody said North Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow! So you you did a quick turnaround. I know uh, it was two of us. We got fifty bucks a piece. That's still <laughs> your professional level. <laughs> yeah. $50, you just tell people you got paid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If if you're a, a DJ in, in the chat, put down your, your um, how long it took you to get paid to become professional. <laughs> so hey, my friend was DJing for a while. He was kind of new in the area. He wasn't the most popular DJ, but people knew him. And so, you know, we were partners. And um, I used my speakers, his equipment, and um, so that's how we did it. You know, and then after after that, we went right to the. Um, I said uh, my friends run the Elks in another city, right? And we over there, then the Elks from New Rochelle came over there. Said, okay, you guys play over here, and it just started spreading from there. 
You know, just building up a name, you know. You kind of just rode the wave. Yeah. Nice. So you 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 said you played earlier in in your early early days. Back in the eighties, yeah. From uh the records. Mm-hmm. Then you came to a controller program type, you know, your Serato virtual DJ record box type mm-hmm. thing. Was it difficult to make the switch? Did it feel funny? No, I embraced it immediately. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I said it was it was cheaper. It was easier. You know, I had all the music downloaded. That's what I was buying record. I just embraced it immediately. I had to get used to the size of the jog wheels. And that was about it. Other than that, I you know, I, I really enjoyed it. And it was, you know, it was so much easy to carry one controller. And I had such little controllers. This is one of the little ones I got back here. Oh, nice. <laughs> that, that, that was one of your first? Um, this is actually my, my fourth. <laughs> I worked up for me. The other one, the other one's right, they're right there somewhere. I still have them. And, um, all of them? Oh, every single one. Nice. <laughs> worked up, you know, um, the, the controller got better. <clears throat> you know, um, a little more, you know, gadgets and things on it. Um, They have the cue buttons right in the front and things like that, so... And I worked up from there, so I can show you guys this one. I'm up to this big old one now. Oh, nice. What is that? A Pioneer SX. Oh. And that's what I'm working with now. <laughs> this is the first Pioneer I had. The rest were all Newmark. And I had no problem with Newmark, but this one came available, so I got it. <laughs> right. We got we got some comments in the Facebook chat. Um they they somebody did a wedding they don't know what year one person was doing bars and then clubs mm-hmm. <laughs> uh this this is like i did a few bars too bars that they weren't really in my 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 um demographic <laughs> so you know i said i played different types of music and um people requested it that's the thing about um you know the new style of djing i could download the song and play it immediately Right. You know, so I requested it. So I was always making the people happy. You know? You started off bootlegging like a lot of people? Oh, yeah. Right, right from YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Straight from YouTube. Oh, yeah. Are you, are you with a record pool now? Yes. Which I'm with um, I, I DJ. It's built right into the um, virtual DJ software. Okay. So I, when I download a song, I can I'll just I'll type in a song into the um, record pool. It comes up with all the different remixes and things like that. And I can play it immediately. I don't have to worry about transferring it over and pick it up. I can play it immediately. So that's, you know, that's, that's definitely an advantage. So you you have smaller controllers and bigger controllers. I'm not mm-hmm. a controller person. You see my, my mm-hmm. stuff in the background. I, I haven't adapted it yet. But I think I am. I'm, I'm looking more at the twelves. Mm-hmm. What, what's the difference that you see in the controllers? Well, with um, with the lap, with um, with the turntables, you gotta worry about your needles, cartridges, you know, things like that. You don't have to worry about that with a controller. And um, <laughs> exactly. And so, like I said, you know, with this little thing right here, this is everything. This is both turntables and your mixer. So, you know, a lot of gigs I'm setting up by myself. You know, I'm on CP time, so I get there, you know, 15 minutes before it's supposed to start. It's a lot easier to set up. Um, and with the, um, you know, with the, with the virtual DJ program, 
Um, you could actually play your music, a section of music to play, and it'll mix by itself for a while. You know, so you know when the party before the party really gets going, you can just put some songs on and relax. You know, you take a bathroom break right down the middle of the party, and I enjoy that. Um, it's just a lot easier with the controller. Less work, less 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 things to carry, less things to worry about breaking. Oh, man, I know back in the day <laughs> when you got, you know, I, I I put a post on on here, and I had I asked how many crates of deep, um of records that people had. Somebody mm -hmm. had like twenty seven crates. And I'm like, well, you partying for a, a weekend, a week? Yeah, really. My five well, yeah. six crates. I, said, I remember doing parties with my friends and we tried to bring every record we could because we didn't know what we were going to need. And, and you bring your different genres because, um, like you were saying earlier, you mm -hmm. have a crowd and it may not be a, a hip hop or 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 house crowd. It right. may be an R&B heavy crowd. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, to, you know, you have to play, but you have to have the music. You can't. Those days, you kind of knew, what you, you know, if you did like a party at the high school. Mm -hmm. You know, you knew what you were going to need, but that's the advantage of, of of today. Everything's in your laptop, you know. So you know, all thousands of songs are in your laptop, so you don't have to worry about not having something. It's yeah. all there. <laughs> any any horror stories? Um, I remember I did a party once, and they kept stopping it. And uh, it wasn't totally their fault because uh, it was the first time using this event, this place. And uh, it was supposed to be for 8 to 12, but they found out right before it started that they had to be out by 12. Oh. So, you know, we thought it would end at 12, then you clean up. Then they had to be out. at 11 and then getting out of there by 12. <laughs> right. And it was like a family-type party. Mm -hmm. you know, so people wanted to talk and then people wanted to sing, and I could never really get started. <laughs> I, I couldn't get into a groove or to a flow. You know, <laughs> And um, it was, I, I felt bad. I could see the look on their faces. I'm like, man, look, y'all keep, every time I get ready to start, y'all keep stopping me to talk or to sing. That was one. And another one, um, I was doing a Mason party and everything went wrong. They wouldn't turn the lights off so people wouldn't get up and dance um, <laughs> because they wanted to see what was going on at the front door. Wow. So they the lights off. And then um, a lot of people came early, and there weren't too many men. A lot of women came early. There weren't too many men there, so they left. Mm. So by the time the, um, the men, there was, a, there was a visiting lodge from Virginia, from Petersburg. By the time they got there, most of, a lot of women had left. So the party was dead, and then they left. And then <laughs> the younger crowd from New Rochelle came. They were at another, another function. There was a guy named Guy Coleman who was uh, having his comedic debut that night somewhere, a very popular guy here in New Rochelle. Uh -huh. um, he had a, a, a comedy thing. And they all came over there afterwards. Then the party started rocking after the, the paying people left. So they were, the party was horrible for the last hour and a half. It was off the hook. <laughs> so that was a horror turn turn beautiful. Oh, but you know what's funny? Chuck Chillout came to that party, and uh, he couldn't even get the party jumping. So I don't feel bad behind that. Wow. <laughs> You got to tell you down on there, and um, it was how the difference between um, um, controllers and turntables. He had no idea how to operate the controller. He had that. I mean, it's, it's I'm like, I told him, yeah, he was, yeah, he was so old school. I got like, these turntables, and that shit makes sense. No, there's no difference. He just couldn't, he just couldn't do it, you know. I got so a controller old. somewhere around here. It's a um, it's a M Audio something, mm -hmm. and I played with it a couple of times. 
I couldn't even get it to to hear the different side for about an hour and a half. Finally figured that out because I read yeah. the instructions. You have to play with those settings sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's not like clear cut and dry like, you know, stuff like behind me. Right, right. Where either you, you turn a knob or hit a button. <laughs> yeah, it's, the settings can be um can be tricky. And if you go into your settings and mess around with something and um and mess something up, you gotta find out exactly what you messed up and you know, but um I think it's I mean it's I think like I said I like the controller because um like I said they have the cue points. You know, I can go right to the part of the record I want to. You know, back in the days we had to kind of try to find that one spot with the needle. Yeah. And I, now you know I I can you can set up all your cue points and yes, yes. I, I break beats, I cut right to the parts I want, you know. <laughs> it's just, just there's a lot of advantages and disadvantages, you know. I think there's more advantages than disadvantages of the newer stuff. So um what would you tell a DJ that's up and coming now who who's getting into into the DJing thing right now? Um learn your learn the history of the music that you're playing. Um, listen to other DJs, experienced DJs, but don't bite their style. You can take a little piece from them, learn something from them, but develop your own style and don't try to be anybody else. Now, you how know? did you, how did you speaking of styles? How did you develop your style? Are you a a, a, a straight up mixer blending records together, or are you one of them that just bang on another record? I, I try to mix it in, blend it in. Um, I definitely depending on the record. Sometimes records don't mix that easy, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll echo something out sometimes, but for the most part, I, I mix it in. I, I try to blend it. Uh, like I said, you know, I, I was DJing at home for so long by myself, <laughs> playing for myself. So you know, um, you know, I learned how to make it. You played what you wanted to hear. The new DJs learn how to mix, learn the craft. You know, don't just throw records on. There's there's a there's an art to this. You know, yeah. There's a lot of skill and and. You know, listen to other DJs and see, you know, say, you might take a little piece, but don't bite their whole style, you know, learn stuff from other DJs. Yeah, I make it a point to still listen to other DJs because, mm-hmm. you know, some, like you said, some people have a style or a mix and like, ooh, I'm yes. going to use that or I'm mm-hmm. going to put that record into my rotation. Right. Yeah. yeah let's check this Facebook. All right. So I am uh, really impressed. Like you said, it was it was a, a real local thing first before mm-hmm. and, and it was for a while before you stepped out and there was a reason behind that. Mm-hmm. So Gary, I, I appreciate you, bro. For being the first, being being the guinea pig, <laughs> all uphill from here, all, <laughs> uh, all uphill. <laughs> so, um, few more questions. I, I know you were military. Mm-hmm. Did you did you play while you were in the military? Um, no, I had friends that did, and I was more into rapping back then. Okay. Um, I, I was pretty good at freestyling and writing. Uh, I started freestyling and went into writing. Uh, I played around a little bit on, the, on their turntables. Like I said, I didn't develop a 
interested until you know real another interest to it until um about you know at 2000 i guess i'm home by myself a lot you know i was a single father so um you know during the week i'm home kids are asleep you know and i started just something to do you know without going out so that's why i developed uh, you know uh, the love for it again yeah and i and i know that controller you don't need a van Oh. <laughs> or, or a trailer to carry all your stuff because we, we our speakers because nowadays you know back in the day the you had a van or new machines yeah the size of dryers <laughs> you know the one downstairs yeah, from day, on the yes these two cabinet speakers on the curb right. I had to stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah I had to yeah someone's gonna pick them up now oh man. I was like, how much? <laughs> Everybody helps you in, but but come five o'clock in the morning, <sighs> you by yourself and you yeah. get your equipment like it's going to jump in your vehicle. Yes. <laughs> when I first started DJing, I had a Saturn. Mm. That's all I got. The biggest car I had was a Saturn. I could put both speakers in the back, both speakers in the trunk, let's put in the trunk. I was good. So you use powered speakers? Yeah, power speakers, definitely. Buttons. I got Mackie Thumps. And I have uh, one of these. Um, um, altos, also twelves. So you know, I've got I've got six sets, six sets, two, three different sets of speakers, six speakers all together. You have bottoms too, bass ones. Or yeah, just uh, that's an American audio. Yeah, so I bought it from someone. It's all right. It's not a big deal. But um, when I play something like um in a gym, mm -hmm. and the acoustics are bad, you need that bass. Yeah. So the Mackies give off good good the sound. Mackies. Excellent. Until you go somewhere else. Uh, well, uh, even uh, um, this, the local boys club where there's a lot of big parties, mm -hmm. uh, the the way the the building is set up, the the, the sound bounces back, and you know, right, going across, so the sound is coming off, but that bass kind of drowns that out. You know, so um, you definitely need, you, need, you need the bass, and you know, certain places, but like well, most places, I don't need to bring um, the the bass. The the Mackies um they're, they're inexpensive speakers they're not the best but they're good. What what are the best to you? Oh, this is so many of them out there. The QSDs. Uh, those those are excellent. <laughs> I mean the only um, the thing about like I said setting up you know and breaking down those are very heavy speakers. I got the the main reason I got the Mackies not just because of the sound they're only thirty pounds. Okay, what's that? What size speakers in there? Fifteens. Okay. 15s. Cause some of them, them QSCs, they, they, uh, I know my boy Tommy, he has the the twelves, and I think he has the ten inch ones too, mm -hmm. and and they really have good sounds. Yeah, but they cost a lot more than the the, the fifteen inch Mackies. Like I said, they they, yeah. they have a, they have a nice quality sound. The Mackies, they're not the best, they're not the loudest, but they have good sound and they have a lot of bass. What DJs did you listen to growing up? Uh, um, of course, Red Alert, Chuck Chill Out, Molly Mall. Um, bunch of local guys. There was a guy named DJ Murdoch around here, a guy I grew up with. Um, this is, you know, you Kid Capri, you know, all the mixtape guys, you know, this, this is so many names. Kid Capri, Ron G. Ron G. Youngest <laughs> <in> charge. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. you know, um, too many to name, you know what I mean? But but Red Alert was definitely a big influence. You know, I still try to cut and scratch that Red Alert, Red Alert sometimes, you know, at home. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is back in the 80s. 
I heard him. Mm-hmm. I heard him playing. I'm in. I'm in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And the wife had on her Alexa BLS, and I mm-hmm. heard him playing. Isn't that a shock that Red Alert's on BLS now? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, still playing. Mm-hmm. And this is one of these crafts that you can play until you 80. As long as you have a name, you can play. You know? As long as you got some rhythm and, and some yeah. good songs and you know you how know to play. Like Red Alert, you can get a gig anywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, he said, as long as you. You don't even have to, have to be famous. As long as you get a decent DJ, you know how to mix, you know how to you know, reach the crowd. That's the main thing, I think, is being able to read your crowd and play what they want. You know, I take requests. I don't like them all the time. You know, because sometimes you'll request something that's totally different than what you're playing right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll get to it later. I'll, I'll get to it, I promise. Now I want to hear it now. Well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, I'm playing, you know, old school R&B. You know, and they want to hear something from today. I'm like, you got to wait for that, you know? I'll get to it, I promise. Nice. The young audience wants to hear stuff now. Right, right. The older yeah. crowd, they'll, wait. They'll, they'll let the young crowd get theirs and wait for the older music to come on. But the, the new crowd, young new kids want to hear it now. We got a question in Facebook. It says, uh, what's your favorite breakbeat to cut? Man, um, I usually start off with Funky Drummer. But um, it's gas. Um, last night changed it all. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. This I, I like them all, man. Um, I can think off the top of my head right now. I'm on the spot. <laughs> you on the spot? Um, um, you got millions of people watching you right now, live. <laughs> Super firm. Um, Frisco disco. You know all that old, you know, good stuff, man. And some people, some of these uh, newer cats, newer DJs, they don't know what those records look like. Like yeah. for Disco, you know. Yeah, the record. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna find it. <laughs> I'm gonna find it one one of these interviews, and I'm gonna bring it on. But um, so uh, let me let me let me give you a memory. Wow. <laughs> when last time you heard of of Pickerins? <laughs> well, last time you heard of a cassette. <laughs> cassette. I still play my cassettes. I got a Hyundai Genesis, and I still play my cassettes. Mm-hmm. I wish I had some of those mixtapes from back in the days, man. <laughs> no, the days you you no red alert. I I heard he has a. a a trunk full. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Remember back in the days, you used to bump popping your, your 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 tape, and you know push record and go out and come back and see what you got because it was commercial free. <laughs> yep, push record and then play that tape the next day. Yes. <laughs> yep. Put it right in the cost area. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I got um I got Roxanne Roxanne one night, man, when it first came out. The. UTFO, yeah. yeah. I was playing that the whole, and it was the next day. I was always blasting from my car. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What is this song? This is, this is hot." <laughs> oh, yo! Like, so, you get so many songs, you know, from uh, those old DJs back. You know, Chuck Chillout, Red Alert. Yeah. It, it it was a lot of influence back, even in Edenwall. You know, we we used to have parties right across the street in the center. Mm-hmm. And and one twelve park, 
Mm-hmm. You know, some people here don't know what that is, but <laughs> it's in the Bronx. Right. <laughs> Eat them projects. Look at that. Yep. Okay. I moved to New Rochelle. Um, a lot of parties were at um, 95 Lincoln or the Boys Club, um, house parties. And um, I think we came up in the era where it started getting a little rough to go to house parties in other cities. You know, we saw, yeah. you know, go to Greenberg and Mount Vernon and um, Wright Plains. And then it started getting a little dangerous to go to other places. You know, they didn't want to fight all the time. For real. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody wrote, damn, pick a race. <laughs> <laughs> That is true old school right there. Matter of fact, the the needle that I have has a pickering on it. Mm -mm -mm. And people remember those things. That is an old school needle right there. And it still plays. What's that thing you posted the other day? It just sits on top of the record. You only have to put any needles on it. Oh, the phase. Yeah, that was interesting. See this this newer technology it, it is real amazing. It it took them about, you know, a few months to maybe a year to perfect it, but mm-hmm. you cannot tell the difference. As fast as you can scratch on a vinyl and a needle, mm-hmm. things can catch it too. The the um rain twelves. Those rain mixes are phase right. and the phase, you know, you can put on those type turntables behind me. Mm-hmm. But you need, you know, Serato or, or one of the other virtual DJ programs. Right. One of those type of mixes. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, it's, it's the new technology is just really catering to the DJs. I remember when the CDJs first came out. Yeah. People were like, well, you know, how are you going to, you know, when, when CD players first came out. Right. You know, the DJs surely can't, you know, can't blend the records like that, you know. I'm not worried about cutting and scratching. Just, you know, sometimes you can mix it in properly. Yeah. DJs, you know, I was like, how are they going to do that? Then the CDJs came out and things started advancing from there. And so I was like, I embraced the new technology. Did you ever mess with the, the uh, CD player type ones? No. I know Denon had some. I know. I, I, friends of mine had them. Matter of fact, I know a DJ that still DJs with him. Really? Yeah. They call him, I don't know his DJ name, but uh, they call him DJ CD. <laughs> That's what the crowd calls him. He's the last DJ with CDs. <laughs> oh, there's somebody else out there that do that. Oh, matter of fact, it wasn't. I went to another spot. The guy did have CDs. You're right. We got we got a question here. What was your first record you brought? Oh, LL Cool J Radio. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> My that radio, believe me, I like it loud. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Was it the album or the twelve inch? I bought the album and the twelve inch. I bought, so, bought the album first, and then I bought a radio and um, what was the other one? Um, um, Rock the Bells. I bought yeah. the twelve inches of those. Same album, yeah. Yeah, I bought the I bought the twelve inches of those. And <laughs> I got the album. Then I had to go to another store. The twelve inches. One store was like a mom and pop store, right? The DJs up so across town. They had just twelve inches. What what record stores you remember from from going uh, from out there in the Bronx? I know we went to Rock and Soul. We went to Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And JNR Music World. I, I, um, I was way play back in Crazy Eddie. There was a guy named Sid on White Plains Road. I think I forgot. I forgot what street it was. But I used to go down to see him. Mm-hmm. And um, other one, other our stuff was up here in New Rochelle. 
Um, but um, for the for they had the more commercial stuff, but I had to go to the Bronx to get the real stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know they didn't have a crash crew or you know Cold Crush brother none of that, you know. Somebody, somebody wrote me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so I I haven't embraced it yet, but I'm looking at it. I see a lot of people using the controller. I don't know if I'd go to the controller, but I will uh, test out that phase. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I sell enough t-shirts and mugs, mm-hmm. uh, I might buy that, that rent those rain 12s. Cause that's, that's, you know, about $800 a piece. Yeah. That's, 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 that's technique 1200 prices. <laughs> For real. <laughs> and I bet they'll last you forever. For one, because it looks sturdy, and you know, I mean, no needles, there's no maintenance on yes. placing needles, so that's why th- those people went out of business. I, I went I went and bought the shores. Mm-hmm. I bought these was the last pair I bought, these are brand new before they stopped selling them, and this was some years ago. So I was like, let me get me a pair wow. just in case I ever feel like these mm-hmm. again. And now you have all this type of equipment that you don't even need needles no more. Yeah. Well, that's good because they stopped making 1200s. I heard. Uh, who Who's there now? Uh, I think I was reading like, they still might service them. But... Pioneers? Pioneer or Denon? Yeah, but I know Pioneer has uh, this, this is a, a lot of things they're replacing. They're probably a lot better than, you know, well, you can't get much better techniques. They're probably just as good. Well, they said more more durable. You yeah. Know, you ever have you ever have like a needle mess up? You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. When wow. you don't wipe it off and and yeah. it gets all the lint and static and everything, it just goes straight through. Like like here, it just goes straight through. Mm-hmm. And you looking at yeah. it, Top. and the crowd looking at you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's another thing. It's like whenever I'm a kid and play blouse at a house party, they bump the table with the the the, 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 the controller. You don't gotta worry about nothing. Uh, I've had someone hit a fight broke out and hit the whole table. Music kept right on going. Because uh, <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. No, nope, nothing it's, at all. It's all digital. Yep. Hmm. I, I'll be embracing it just a little more. See the way I look at it, the the program is is what's really controlling everything, and the the controller is like a joystick for the video game, and that's it. Just controls what you're seeing on the screen. Right. Somebody says Stanton might be the next uh, on turntables. I didn't see. It could be. It could be turntables. I know a lot of companies are coming out with, with quality turntables. Like I said, but, but, but being out, so, so many gigs I set up by myself, you know, maybe one other friend, it's so much easier to carry the controller. I mean, I can I can be set up if I'm motivated in five minutes. So, interesting. Call me back. <laughs> <laughs> so, since this um, virus came about, how mm-hmm. have you been staying busy? And keeping yourself um, busy. Are you streaming like like a lot of other people? I did it once, and I really didn't enjoy it. It was kind of boring, you know, because I kind of like the 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 feeling the, the crowd interaction. Yeah, 
Yes. I want to see people, you know, if they're just nodding their head or tapping their feet, I know they're enjoying the music. Yeah. You know, so I, I really, you know, it wasn't, yeah, it was kind of boring. I said, maybe I'll do another one. Um, You know, I record it and, and put it on there. I wouldn't do it live, though. I just wasn't, you know, wasn't enjoying it. Because I, I, I talked to a few people and a few of the DJs that's coming up in, in the next couple of days, they they do the streaming, but have been noticing that that Facebook and Instagram is cutting off, cutting you off earlier. Now, I, don't wanna, I, don't wanna, I didn't want to mess with it because, you know, they can just take your account and that's it. They cut, they cut me off in an hour and a half on Facebook. And then um, I think I was banned for like a month. I couldn't go live. Oh, I played going live yeah. again two days later and I couldn't get on. And I told everybody I was getting on, getting on, getting on. I went to do it and I couldn't get on. <laughs> People are calling me, texting me, where are you? What happened? That's one of the reasons why I, I don't mess with it or, or never, you know, upload music. I, I just be editing videos and put, put a mainstream mu- piece of music in the background and Facebook will just kill it right then and there. And then you mm-hmm. got to do some process of, you know, what are you using this for and everything? And maybe two or three days later, it'll pop up or not. When I was DJing, it said um, that the Sony Music Group claims this video. I was like, okay, you know, I didn't think nothing of it. Then I couldn't get back on. So I decided, um, you know what, I'm not going to mess with this anymore. <laughs> now, they do have streaming streaming that you can pay for mm-hmm. DJ freely. But you said you like that more interaction. Yes. Some people will just make a mix. So, uh, you know, that, that brings up another question. Have you been on the radio? Even no. The real radio or, or internet radio? No. Okay. I haven't tried any of that. I'm, I'm imagining it would be the same type of thing. You're, <laughs> you're DJing to a crowd you don't even know exist. Right. Well, you know what? Um, I guess it's more motivational when you're getting paid for it or something like that. You're <laughs> alerting them guys. That's my dad. So, um, I, you know, it, I've done, like, even doing a mixtape, you know, um, no one's there, but I usually have people over while, you know, while I'm doing it. That yeah. kind of as long as I'm, I'm getting some kind of feedback, you know? Right. I know someone's expecting this tape, you know, uh, you know, and they'll enjoy the music. Right. No. Oh, they, were, they were saying Stanton might be the next one after Techniques. And somebody put, yeah, copyright infringement. So I, I just don't mess with that. I see people get on all the time and then get on face, um, not Facebook, but... Uh, Instagram and, and the same thing happens. Then I seen something on Instagram a couple of weeks ago about, you know, they they allow you to pay play ninety seconds of the song. You can't play the entire song before they they start coming after you. Okay. So if you can if you can get a, a ninety second and below of each song, do you do you have ninety more seconds? <laughs> do you have a friend standing there with a cop next off? Song or, or you're done <laughs> so you throw a next, a next song on you're done um, like I said I, I was DJing for about a good 45 minutes for that that disclaimer came up yeah 
So you must so, have seen that song. What's that one song? Yeah. You know, because um, being on the head, I wasn't going to be in too long. I was just throwing songs on, you know. I might have played up to the first chorus and throw something else on. You know, so maybe I played too much of that one song. And I wonder how, you know, was Sony listening to me? <laughs> <laughs> I think that song was marked. Whatever. Yeah. And you don't even know which one it was. Right. Because they have a delay. Mm-hmm. So, Mr. DJ, Mr. Anderson, we're going to wrap this up. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for being the first guest. Uh, yeah, that's kind of scary. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Can you give me a drop right quick? I got nothing plugged up. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, right? Next time, yeah. And I'll play it right I just connected the other laptop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as far as new DJs, do not DJ unless you have a love for what you're doing. You know, if you don't love because you're not always going to get paid a lot of money, but the experience and, you know, if you don't love it, don't do it. Yeah. That's the main advice, you know, and I I, I love doing this. Now, I'm not there anymore. <laughs> I, I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I was telling my boy the other day, I like it. I'm not in love with it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I love the response to the crowd. You yeah, know? when yeah. things are right, it's so right. Right, people don't right. understand how how much you put into DJing even before you get to a gig. Yes, all the and hours, yeah. all the all the from tired after the party. Mm-hmm. I'm never exhausted. Right, because <laughs> we have to. You know, you, you, you're thinking you're thinking two three songs ahead. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, that's nothing good about um, the laptop because you, you know you can look at you can pick your songs. You know, yeah. You don't have to try to play like Yeah. You know, you can go. I'm just, okay, I play that one. That's that's that a good go go good with that song. You know, or the crowd like this one. This you know it's from the same era. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, thanks for having me. You are so welcome, and thank you for being on. Thank you for being the the, the first. Beginning <laughs> first, there's 29 more left. Mm-hmm. I know I'm gonna be mentally tired when we finish this whole month. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for this first edition of DJ interview. Tomorrow mm-hmm. we'll come up with another DJ you may or may not know. So you don't know me. <laughs> stay tuned, and we'll see you soon. Peace, New Rochelle, 1159, Eden Wall.